Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Merry Christmas, Florida oh, Man come, Radio. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to a holiday live edition of the Don Miller Show. I'm trying to see. I can't hear you. Hello. Uh, he can't hear us. Can you hear Hello? us now? Can you hear us yeah. now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, let's start all over. Go ahead, Mickey. Well, actually, if you would have just continued to let me talk while she got him ready. <laughs> okay, so let's that, do it again then. We but, got we are no, professional. No, no, no. You have to talk over me while I'm talking. And it, so you can tell Holly, okay, wait a minute. She's waking up. Like, all of that was so unnecessary. I'm just saying. So not even unnecessary. Doing it no more. So unnecessary. Oh, That's wow. all I'm saying. Away in now, a manger, you, now you messing no. with stuff and my ears are going out. It's, I, see? It's, a, it's a new year. It's yes. a new year. Not yet. <laughs> now, what, what'd you do? Now I can't hear again. There you go. I'm just <laughs> Away in a manger. <laughs> oh, good morning. Woosa. Let's start all over. This is a real professional Woosa. broadcast. We're professional broadcasters. Let's do this again. Woosa. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, Demika. Let's do this again. Now you're screaming at me. <laughs> do you want me to turn the music over too? <laughs> can we take him out? Okay, here we go. Oh, can, we, can we start off by taking oh. you out and let you come oh. back in? If I go out. And put oh. your inside voice. might be a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Florida Man Radio. You are listening to a live edition, a holiday live edition of the Don wow, Miller they Show. All, they all done took the week off. These Negroes had to come on to work. Heck yeah. We need this work, sir. Mr. Sir. Need them three dollars. <laughs> well, we listen, laugh, and learn. Listen, give us a call. We got some great conversation for you. As always, join the lively art of conversation. 321-339-1055 is the number to dial. If you do not, if you haven't done it already, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and download that app, the Florida Man Radio app, so you can take us wherever you are across the countryside. Show can. Show can do that. And you want to hit that open mic. There's a tab on the on the app. It says open mic. You mm-hmm. can leave us a 30-second comment, and you can join in on this conversation. That's it right there. Thank you so much. Have the end this peace, man. Have the over there. Hello. I'm so excited to be here man, with you I'm guys. I'm so excited to have you here. Heather's with us today, this week. Heather's with us. Heather, you can find her Monday through Friday on the Shannon Burke Show on Florida Man Radio. But she took it, as my monk, grandma used to say, out of the kindness of her heart. To join no, us this no, week. To oh, join us. Oh, it is, it is my heart. pleasure. Are no, you man. Kidding? We're so excited about this. <laughs> Oh, we got a lot to talk about. We got oh, a lot wow. to talk about. And I just want to shout out all those people who have continually um, supported us, man. I know us, I still hear y'all music. Okay. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. She's working I'm on it. professional, man. She's working on it. Oh, I, okay. I, I, it was I, coming I, down. I gave it a nod. I gave it a nod. I gave it a nod, Holly. I gave it. Okay. 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 Because I would have been doing hand signals. Hey, but I just God want everybody to know I, right now that we so glad, Holly, to be here, man. It's just such a yeah. good time. Holly, you had a good Christmas yesterday, man. Oh, man, man. I spent it with my family here, and it was it was fantastic. Best food ever. No ham, no turkey. We had lobster. Oh, man. And, and, yeah, we, we, we had, we, well, well, I tell you, we ate. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about a piece of, like, a lobster tail. I'm talking about whole lobsters. Mm. 
which was outstanding for to me because I get so sick of turkey and, and ham every Christmas and Thanksgiving. So it, it was beautiful, man. Just beautiful to hang out with the family. Okay. What, what about y'all? What y'all do over there to make a pay? We ate. We ate traditional. Ham and turkey. <laughs> they had ham and turkey. That's what she said. Okay, okay. With ham and turkey. Collard greens. Yes, we ate straight traditional. I uh, love it, though. What about you, uh, lady? L- I, L- I, L- I had me a big bowl of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. watched TV, kicked back, and looked at the stars. Okay, and uh, late intern. What you do, Don? Late intern. What y'all do? I beat you. Wait. Huh? I beat you. I did. You did today. But what y'all do for Christmas? What? We just opened presents. We mm-hmm. did some volunteering. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, that's what them church people are all about, volunteerism. Heather, what y'all <laughs> do over there in the Heather household? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we woke up at 6.30. The kids were opening presents by 7. Didn't look at a clock again until afternoon. It was amazing. I know it was. <laughs> it just, it, you know, it's beautiful. Let me tell you what we did. Not a damn thing. It was the best <laughs> Christmas ever. Amen. No, for real. We, 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 we had the little girl. And the little girl, of course, she wake up. She just Christmas Four day. Christmas. Four Four day, day in, in the morning. morning. Little girl wakes up. Little girl gets <laughs> gifts. And everybody else, man, uh, no food. No food. No food. No food? I was going to ask. No, no, we, no, no, no. We had Chinese so food. Like on, we had Chinese oh. food from Sam left over from the night before. Shout out to Sam <laughs> over there at Lee's Palace, man. Left I love over you, Chinese food. Uh, he, made me some, he made me spam fried rice. And he mm. soaks the spam to get the the salt out, but it's oh man, it was amazing. Spam fried rice, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Nothing, not nothing. Then last night I went and I smoked a cigar, and I ran into my man Skip from Skip's Western Outfitters. You can hear them right here on Florida Man Radio. Shout out to Skip's Western Outfitters for all the Western needs. Head over to Daytona or the lovely store in Osteen, Florida. So I ran into Skip. I was trying to be by myself, smoke a cigar. But Skip, of course, that threw it all off, Holly. You know, he was on 10. Yes. He always oh on 10. Gosh. Oh, my I God. I, I, so I ran into done. Skip. Uh, and so Skip and I sat and chit-chatted. Uh, but again, wonderful, wonderful day. Sometimes you just got to let it go. You know, if you got children, I get it, you know, and teach your children to cover their mouth when they call. <laughs> and somebody, that should be like, before you learn your ABCs, you, you cover your mouth with the little girl. Papa. <coughs> So I, I probably about three or four o'clock. I'm gonna be sick this afternoon. Like, Jesus, man, teach the children, man, teach the children, man. Gee, oh, oh, the little girl was just coughing all in my face, then standing on my head. I'm like, oh. she's like, you love me, Papa? Yeah, I want to say not right now, little girl. <laughs> but again, um, then we did what we did. What people do, man. Uh, Heather, am I potted up to drop some? Over here, yeah, I'm potted yes. up there. Yeah. But then we did what people do, and the theme song for the black people today uh, on, his, on the Don Miller Show is the song that just really been near and dear to my heart. Mm. That's what we doing. <laughs> Can you turn your volume up? It's all the way up. The the, the full the, the your other yes, knob. Yeah, oh, the other so many knob. damn knobs over here. Oh, yeah, that yeah, knob you're, you're, right there. Yeah, your main knob. There you go. That's what we came here to do. We came I, here to I do this. I knew what you was doing and wasn't even there. That's I, what I we came here to do. We came here to do what? Work, 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 work. work, work, work. work. That's what oh, we came here to do. Holly. <laughs> we came here to work, work, work. So. Oh, That's God. what we came in to do. So we gonna work today. Oh, and the intern you... is twerking already. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she needed. Do not say that her mother wow. is listening. Wow. Do not do that. Her if, mama would. If her mama know her, she know that she wasn't twerking. So don't stop it, oh. Don. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, if her mama know her, she know she wasn't yeah, twerking. Yeah, but some mamas. 
Thank if you, I said too. if her mama knows her, but her mom, she knows, her mom is a great. I was just kidding. The intern's mom, so don't do that. Intern mom, don't do that. Is, uh, first of all, don't do that. <laughs> That's like you twerking. That's like you twerking. Exactly. Anybody that know me, no, yeah, I'm no, not sitting twerking. here twerking. They know. They know, the, they know. One thing they know that Junior Jesus, okay, Jesus, yeah, because Jamaica Jesus, 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 the, the intern is Junior Jesus. We had a guest in the studio one time. That dude, oh that dude walked in the studio. The comedian uh, T.K. Kirkland. Soon as he walks in the studio, he sees uh, the intern, and he immediately says. You a church girl. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, you got that one right. Ain't nothing wrong with your fruit, girl. Hey, I was going to say, what a good compliment. Fruit, yeah. Good fruit inspection. Yeah. Okay. Good fruit inspection. Got a lot to get to today. Again, thank you, Heather, for joining us. This is going to be fun radio today. I wanted to come in with a couple of hard-hitting topics, so we end up hard-hitting. That's fine. But out of the gate, I want to talk about... Um, Spirit Airlines is the worst airline in the history of airlines, right? There's Greyhound in the air. No, that's Trailways, because Trailways was worse than Greyhound, Holly. Remember Trailways? Yeah, no, that was Megabus. Oh, no, that's new. Trailways, you got to help Megabus, the driver Megabus pump the gas. Megabus a dollar. <laughs> so, speaking of, of um, Spirit Airlines, a really serious incident happened this weekend. Demika, tell us a little bit about that. Let's go to that. We got the clip on that uh the Spirit Airlines? No, we don't have that clip. No. Anyway, Tamika, tell us what happened on Spirit Airlines. So a six-year-old six boy gets on the wrong flight in real life. So it's a real, like, li real live home alone incident. So the child was put on Spirit Airlines, uh, supervised by a Spirit team member, of course. And there was an error. And so the child ended up in Orlando where he was when he was supposed to be going to the Fort Myers area, uh, area where the grandparents would then That's pick him up. That's four hours away. So the grandparents were notified, of course, and then they drove 160 miles to Orlando to pick up the child. Oh, they didn't fly? They didn't fly him onto the... No, man. Oh. You know, let, me, oh. let me tell you something. Let's start here. That's bad parenting. How nice. long have I been talking about this on this radio? That is bad parenting. Have nice. you got babies? Oh, yeah. You going to put your six-year-old spirit? No. No. <laughs> Who are yeah. these people that think it's okay to put their child on spirit? I mean, if they've got really good grandparents... I mean, that's not the, the grandparents' fault. The air, it was the airline's First fault. Of all, but I mean, maybe they want to visit their grandparents. Yeah, and, and, I, I know yeah, the, the child. Way, the, way that that, the way that that is designed is that where you bring a child in to be escorted by a, and, and they're supposed to have Listen. a person. Holly, that's, that's how I work on Delta. Okay. Well, well that's <laughs> what I'm saying. This is how it's supposed to go. Mm, now, yeah. the, the question is. Was it a ticket error or was it a a, well, they, uh, a, they, a person error? They said they're investigating the mistake. So they didn't, our spirit did not release a uh, statement in regards to what happened. They just said they're investigating it and that they wouldn't reimburse the grandparents for the, the, the cost re of re travel. Reimburse them? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's yeah. That's no. But I mean, no. you know, I I'm, I grew up with The ticket cost $8 anyway. My it was an eight dollar ticket, but that's a hundred. I grew around miles. old people. We you, they didn't let you out of their sight, let alone to put you on the airline. Fact. You know, yeah. the airlines so, are supposed to like babysit. That's you like and a whole new yeah. like yeah. parent yeah. the whole time. That's, yeah. a new, right. that's a new school. Well, parenting yeah, they're supposed thing. to. I'm gonna tell you this. Way back in the day, remember Eastern Airlines? No, no, Holly, only me yeah. and you remember yeah. that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not sure they do. No, they don't. Eastern yeah, went well, out he, of business in summer of 78. Yeah, yeah he, would, he, he wouldn't remember that because he was just 
a, a thought, twinkle in his father's eye. Okay, go but ahead. at the time, what they did was because I had to fly my go with my sister to uh, to Indianapolis. And they would walk you to the plane. Yep. They would sit you in the seat before everybody else got on. Yep. Tell the whole staff what's going on. Right. Hey, look, he's going to be getting off at this, this, and this. Wait, and, he, and then I'm going to tell you the little country part. My grandmama would pin my money <laughs> uh, in, in my inside of my my jacket. She, she'd take a safety pin and pin your money in there so that you wouldn't lose your money. But that's how, you know, we took care of each other and looked out yeah. for each other when you did stuff like this. Now, they just throw you on there like you piece of luggage. Oh, man. But but again, this is bad parenting. This is horrible parenting. You got a six-year-old kid. And I want to apologize Uh I want to take this time to apologize to the white community because when I saw this, I was like, man, white folk be tripping. I apologize. This was some Spanish people. I'm like, oops. <laughs> By the Ramos family. Y'all all need the y'all Ramos ass family. whooped. The Ramos <laughs> family. We need to just get a little group together and go whoop the whole Ramos family's ass for putting this child on this plane by itself. This is not cool yeah. at all. Okay? I'm I sorry. I, I, I want to apologize just, to the Caucasian community. It's just really weird to me because <laughs> we always talking about child trafficking this and yeah. that. And, but yeah. but you're going to send your kid off by themselves? I don't even like to see kids walk into school when it's not right around the corner by themselves. Like, to me, I just, I, I'm sorry. I no, just can't it, wrap my, it, my mind it, around it. Facts. But isn't isn't the uh, new wave of parenting is that we got to give the children more responsibility? Independence. 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 Yeah, independence okay. right. yeah, that's that's why your your generation is so stupid. No, no, but, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying not because we gave y'all that. We gave y'all that freedom <laughs> to try to use your own brain that doesn't work. Yeah. And it, and it's like let, yeah, we you need to learn something. You need to learn something first and then go apply it. Yeah, Don't just go apply it. Well, but you, you got to experiment. You got to experiment with things nowadays, Holly. That's you why know, you have you no they, children. You see how they Not experiment work. Our whole our whole generation is like I think at one but at no, one child one child family. But no, to his point, there are, there is this generation of parenting that believes that that toddlers and kids <laughs> should have more of an individualistic perspective about yeah. life. They have their own rights and yeah. all right. that, and it all doesn't that change foolishness. The fact that it's <laughs> it doesn't change. Your oh, kid you can, can be in the gender. house. Oh, today you can be yeah, a fur burby. A burby. <laughs> burby, burby oh, you never oh, know. Oh, you're a kitty cat today. Today you can be a, you can be a walnut. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the dumbest. That Y'all, come on now. That, that is what brave. They, Holly, that, that is that, brave. And that, that is independence. And that we're, we're, we're striving for a new type of generation generation that is coming up you, you got a lost just think generation a new and lost <laughs> i'm let that go but i'm gonna say something terrible uh, <laughs> uh, look, so but think about this right i don't know has anybody in the studio flown spirit before i have mm-hmm. okay I have. okay yeah. what was your experience like it was terrible okay heather a very basic like yeah you, yeah. you gotta yeah. pay for everything you, just one carry-on, yeah. yes. small seats, mm-hmm. not a lot of room. Don't yeah. get up to use the oh. bathroom. Like, City hey, you better the not. You better not have a bag bigger than that little container that they got to put it in, because <laughs> that's gonna be seventy-five dollars. Right. You, you pay gonna, for everything. And they wait till you get over there to the plane and say, "Oh yeah, you know this don't work." Now you can either go on. on I'll give them seventy-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Um, I, it is that is that's a train wreck. That I, I I do not like drive, riding Spirit. Now when it rides smooth, it's good. Now they, they have it, I've been on Spirit where it was okay, but it's always that terrifying feeling that I'm on Spirit. <laughs> Can I just say something? <laughs> Look, first of all, 
six-year-old child. Putting him on the plane by himself. Yeah, I ain't yeah. seen him, my baby. No, that just like don't that. even make sense. And so to the Ramos family, y'all clowns. Your whole family is a family of clowns. Oh, wow. And then I see the lady, right, the, the grandma. She's like, oh, my God, I couldn't find little Ramos Ramos. That's his name, Ramos Ramos. Little Ramos. Wow. <laughs> Ramos. Oh, wow. But, but the problem is they should have put him on Don and Holly Airways. I told you that. Because okay. <laughs> we might have messed around there and let them get on on the plane, too. Come on, y'all. Everybody just get on. And they, but, we ride. And the weed smoke would have threw everybody off on Don Holly Air. Little baby contact, huh? came home high. <laughs> baby talking about, is we there yet? Oh, <laughs> is we there yet? Sit down, little Ramos, Ramos. We see little Ramos, Ramos right over there by Deontay. Okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> but Deontay, we got him fly. He three. He flying to Cleveland. He three years old. He oh, he brave. Can yeah, somebody, can somebody change me? <laughs> yeah, that would really been bad parent to put the little baby on the airplane, on our plane. No, no on Donna Holly Airways? <laughs> no, on, you know parents don't fly, but not the baby. Don't but, send the baby. But the, the point <laughs> is this, right? I know people want to get, look, if you can't afford to put your child on a quality airline where super, think about who works for Spirit? People who got fired from Southwest. <laughs> Everybody got fired from Southwest. Southwest. I'm telling you right now, that's what work over at Spirit. Uh, huh? Facts. Huh? Look, uh, let me tell you something. When you go to Spirit, you on your last leg in the airline industry. Come on, Helen. You think oh, they got. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I, don't, I don't trust hey. their planes. They're just, it just, yeah. No, yeah, man. Primitive. Come on. City buses in the sky. Look, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me just say something, okay? If you think about this, who works for Spirit? I know a dude who worked for Spirit, and he got laid off from <laughs> Frontier, right? He was at Frontier first, but he was a baggage handler. Next time I know, he come, man, I'm over that spirit now, man. If you want to fly, I got the hookup. Lord. I'm like, you a baggage? He say, no, I'm a pilot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Stop it, man. Stop lying. The point I make is this. When you get laid off from Frontier, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he got laid off from Frontier, went over to Spirit. I'm telling you, Spirit is the last leg. When you leave Spirit, you're going to work at a restaurant somewhere that, that you can't pronounce. I'm just telling you right now. It's just the worst. And they put this baby mm. uh, they put this baby on this airplane by itself. Little Ramos Ramos, I'm so glad he got home. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep the Ramos family in our prayers during this holiday season. But y'all need y'all asses We'll put, put a little Ramos Ramos and sending him all the way. He ended up in Orlando. He died. Oh, he wasn't even Ramos. going to Disney. like, that's Disney. And I said this in a little Spanish voice. Disney. <laughs> Let's go to break. We come back. I'll tell you the Don Miller show. No more talk of Ramos Ramos or the idiot family who sent him on spirit at six years old. Home alone. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Holly Holliman, check this out. Yes, yes, sir. Can you hear me good? Yeah, we hear you. All right. Hey! 
Don't Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. To the edge. Where we listen, laugh, and learn. We are broadcasting live. Like a gentleman sometimes. Makes me wonder why. Keep them going. Hey, under. let's listen to a little bit of this. Go. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Everywhere, people on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car. Don't push me. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm close to That's when rap music was rap music. Did they have TV back then? Yeah. Yeah, and they and they had telegraphs. <laughs> telegraphs too. Uh, I just yeah. got a message from a friend of mine <laughs> who uh, has has a FedEx operation, and he said they could have probably shipped little Ramos Ramos safer by putting him in a box, shipping him FedEx. You know, they used to ship children through the post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like back in the seventeen or eighteen, I don't yeah, remember when all yeah, that happened. They, but like they used in. to, you could you could give your child to the postmaster, what? and yeah, they would they'd carry they'd them to where around. they were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, wild time. So bad parenting onto onto good parenting. Let's talk about a story out of Fort Worth, Texas, where a mother of four shot and killed a teenager breaking into her place. Uh, later to find out that the teenager was a fourteen-year-old kid, and now the mom is being evicted for owning a gun in what I believe may be Section 8 housing. Under the Section 8 housing choice voucher guidelines, uh, you cannot have a firearm uh, in the apartment. And so the mom is being evicted because she fired a shot and killed this kid to defending her four girls in the apartment. And now her case is being turned over to a grand jury. And so we're looking at a mom protecting her children, case being turned over to a grand jury, and she's getting evicted simultaneously. And again, where are these Negroes who say Black Lives Matter? Come on now. Go ahead, Demi. No, it's just a really interesting um, conversation to have. She has four daughters. First of all, let's just be clear. There were several burglaries, um, break-ins in this community, and there are um, several... Um, reports she so she reported to the police departments of mm-hmm. these incidents. So she has documentation. Let's, hit, let's, been let's check out the clip real quick. Can we check out the clip, Heather? Here we go. Uh, bought a gun to protect herself and her family, she tells me, after a rash of break-ins in her apartment. Those happened while she and her family were not at home. But uh, on December 14th, twice that day, while she was home with her kids, someone tried to get in. Twice. I was cleaning my living room, sweeping my floor, and I heard her window start going back up. So I went and I looked in the hallway and I could see him standing at the window lifting it up and I just shot. Gunshots that killed 14-year-old Devin Baker at the bedroom window of Aaliyah Wallace's 8-year-old daughter early morning, December 14th. It's, it's bothering me that he was a kid. The incident happened not long after police left Wallace's home after responding to her 911 call about someone trying to break in okay. to her duplex. We can pause it there. Now, let me just say this. Holly. Okay. Well, first, I got to ask you, what does this have to do with Black Lives Matter? Because I'll tell you what it has to do with it. Somebody should be going to defend this mother right Facts. now. And there's no voice 
that's going to defend her. She could end up in jail and evicted and the kids taken from her because she did what she was supposed to do, defend her family. Yes. Okay? Ain't nobody heard from Crump and none of them people. Yeah. Okay. It, well, it, it's just starting to pick up steam, and that's only when Crump come when they start getting uh, media attention. <laughs> that, that, you that, know that. that. Come on now, let's be real now. That's true. And yeah, then, but he's it, not it, gonna it, show up. Yeah, he's not gonna show unless unless it gets because it's kind of picking up steam. It's that's actually kind of case it, he would pick up it, though. Yeah. Well, well, it it when it comes to the it, like I said, depend on how the media approaches it. If the media approaches it a certain way, then they'll be like, hey, he'll be like, hey, this would be a great chance for us to be seen. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, very, yeah. very optimistic. However, if we look at his trend, we uh -huh. know that this type of story does not fit the the trend for him in terms of how, you know, the types of cases that he likes to be in the forefront. But, but the point is, when I say Black Lives Matter, get back to what Holly asked me. Holly, we should be screaming as loud as we can. Right. How the hell you live in Section 8 anyway without a gun? Right. Let's be clear. Yeah, absolutely. That's like okay. part of your criteria. You should have to have that. Right. So, yeah. but, but the point is, right, I, I, I know the case just happened, but let me tell you, these people, and I'm one of them, these people have people watching the news to chase down this money. I promise you. They got people, that's their whole damn job, to find a story to attach themselves to. Yeah. And, Al mm -hmm. Sharpton, old bitch ass, where is he? I don't mean no harm, y'all. He, Where he at? Al, go save this black woman who protect her kids. You know why these bitches can't do it? Because a gun was involved, and yeah. these anti-gun, woke-ass Caucasians is telling them, down with guns. No, guns, guns, guns. The gun people should be defending this Facts. mama. You know, and if any lawyer wants to get this case, it'll go international, like but, you said. But, but Holly, already. you hear what I'm saying? So, so th there's a gun involved, and there's a black person firing such weapon. To defend her family, that goes against the narrative. Let's be clear, man. And the little 14-year-old boy, man, I'm sorry for... And the lady, if you watch her, she is so broken up about killing the 14-year-old. She yeah. feels horrible about it. She didn't know he was 14, but this 14-year-old ass was trying to take somebody's stuff. That's what happened when you try to take somebody's stuff. And, yeah, but go ahead, Holly. I was going to say, you know, first of all, they always tell you, say, a bullet don't have no face on it. Mm -hmm. it it's, it's like... I wouldn't care what color or what <laughs> what nationality you were breaking in my house right. or how old you were. Right, right. If you probably get in my house, I'm gonna pop you first and ask you the questions afterwards. And, and that's just what it is. And it's always the family they identified the 14 year old as Devin Baker, an eighth grade student with really good grades. There's no, always a good ass kid <laughs> when mm -hmm. they die. Every one of them, he trying to take somebody's stuff. Yeah, you've been to Pookie. You've been to Pookie funerals before. Yeah, Paul, he was an eighth grade student and he was going to go to college. He wasn't even going to no, go to high wasn't. school. <laughs> no, he wasn't. The point is, who's going to defend this lady? On the this lady is probably highly likely in Texas. She won't be indicted. Okay, yeah. that's I'm telling you, in Texas, they ain't going to indict her. But the fact of the matter, she's being evicted is a problem. In the broken down. HUD, Housing and Urban Development Criteria, under such which the Section 8 voucher program falls under, is a bogus-ass setup. Mm. It's a bogus setup. Listen, if you have ever lived on Section 8, we did. We lived on Section 8. And the guidelines to qualify for Section 8 are the most bogus-ass anti-growth guidelines in the history. This is wrong. How you going to live on Section 8 and not have a piece in your house? Go look where they live, Rosie.
It, I mean, the bottom line is that I, that's always to me been stupid because criminals don't follow laws, so they have guns. So why would a person living in a criminal area not have something? That just it doesn't make sense. That that part definitely doesn't make sense. But the bottom line is, if that was the rules of the of living there, you got to go by the rules that you that you live in there. Oh, I mean, and don't get me, I'm not defending the situation like that. But if they told you this from the beginning. But it's it's really but she was really Holly. She was really in between a rock and a hard place because there were several incidents. She did what she knew to do. She called the police. She reported to the apartment. When you've done all that, you know, to do then What? How else can you protect if they're not going to do anything to rectify the situation or to help with the crime? Then what can a person do when they got a bunch of girls in the house? It's really unfortunate. One thousand percent behind. Uh, I would have gave her some extra of my bullets. But it's the fact that if that was the if that was the law, I mean, or that was the rules of staying there. Of subsidized housing. Yeah, you you got to. But like I said, that's why I say she was in between a rock and a hard place. So, yeah, she couldn't. Even even if she's not indicted, though, but based on if I don't know if they still might charge her. uh, And in addition to that, the eviction. If all of that takes place, then she may not even be able to get in another housing situation. And and, mo- and most mm-hmm. likely she would probably try to get in a different type of subsidized housing. But once that type of eviction goes on your record, it follows you. So she's really, again, put in a in, in more of a tight situation. And that's Absolutely. But, but, but why is a 14 year old at anybody's window at 3 a.m.? Going to an eight year old girl's getting window. shot. <laughs> yeah, good point. Look, That's I'd have shot his doing. ass too. I'm being honest what? with you. I'd have shot all him. Day. I'd have shot him all, all day. I, I, Bro, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hesitated at all. The 14, 12, whatever. Take your ass home, okay? And get away from people's stuff. And, like I said, I ain't a murderer, but don't push me. <laughs> but but I, but I just got a message uh, that there is an attorney in the area uh, who's going to represent uh, Aaliyah Wallace, the mom, pro bono. And I want to thank thank those people for going in to defend this mom because, come on, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? For real. Look, right. I'm amazed. And I know, how you said it's got to get some traction. People are sitting around watching the news of grab cases. This is They have yeah. a whole section in some of these some ambulance-chasing environments. They're just sitting around to grab cases. There's yeah, some lawyers day. get there before the police. <laughs> hey, I heard you got, I heard you slipped and fell. Yeah. But, but the what <laughs> circumstances? <laughs> they got a lawyer in Publix parking lot somewhere right now, waiting for somebody to limp out of Publix. Here, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you po- know a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> the point I make is this: this lady defended her family. This is, I support her. Uh, from what I understand, uh, they're setting up a GoFundMe. Uh, I reached out to a friend of mine in the housing business. I've been in housing for 33 years. Uh, I, even as you guys, D'Amica and Holly, you know, I, I worked a long time in low income housing. And uh, mm-hmm. if she's evicted, uh, it's going to be hard for her to go anywhere. If you yeah. fall off a Section 8 voucher list uh, through, due to eviction, it's going to be hard. I just want to say, uh, let's, if you can help this lady, I, I appreciate nice. her getting representation pro bono because she probably can't afford it. Single mom, four kids. Which goes to a whole nother conversation, but she called the police. There's record of her calling the police. I wonder if the 14 year old came from a single 
parent home as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Most likely. Because uh, where, is the, where are the parents of this kid? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. Yeah, but he was, uh, he was an excellent student in eighth grade. He just kind of... Uh, I don't know if I believe went, that. Went, went out at 3 a.m. to trying to just go for a walk. Because if you're an excellent student, you ain't trying to burglarize nobody. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, this is this is what I, now. Now, let me just say this. Just you know, me I always throw something out there. But what if he was, you know, dealing with one of the girls in the house? Like okay. That was, and I tell you and, and and then she told him. She said, "Well, come on over here, and you come to the window, and I'm gonna get you know." I, like, and the reason I'm saying this because I've been that person before. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I've been that person before where you know the female ain't come by the house and you you and i was a good kid in school i wasn't no bad kid and mm-hmm. and you know they was th- th- putting the window up you know and at 14 holly you sneaking they, in windows mm-hmm. okay okay transparency what you're saying is the eight-year-old yeah the eight-year-old window the eight-year-old bedroom window Okay, well, I don't know what the. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, as, a, yeah, yeah. as a situation. I'm not talking about a perverted situation. No, no, I'm I'll, talking about I'm teens. Is- I'm talking about teens sneaking and doing stuff they ain't supposed to be doing. Okay. Now I don't know how many since they say you got four kids. I don't know four how daughters. many kids. Or five, okay, I don't. So the oldest was eight. Maybe he maybe he went but, to the wrong window. Right, yeah. right. Well, I don't know what? if you remember a, a fantastic episode of of uh, of Sanford and Son when they found out that. That that uh, this young man went to Esther's room, mm-hmm. thought it was uh thought it was Elizabeth's room, mm-hmm. and, and they had they had sex, and I mean things happened. Now, I'm just saying it could have been. You never know what the situation fully was because mm-hmm. one side of the story ain't gonna never get to be told. But the mama had a hundred percent right to shoot him in his damn head. Oh yes, Quick. okay, oh, wrong window, not, not wrong I'm not window. Yeah, that. If you look, and it's always these mothers talk about how wonderful the child wanted to start a clothing line with the art he created, and of course he's going to be joining the basketball team, and he he was a good kid. Three a.m. We need to go whoop her ass too. Because yeah, ain't yeah. nobody you need to know leaving where your kids my, at. Absolutely, ain't nobody leaving my house three a.m. Automatic. Ain't nobody coming to my window. You come to the Miller residence at 3 a.m., you're going to get shot. I'm just telling you right now, give your heads up, okay? It, it happened. Look, wrong window, right window, you're going to get shot. No choice in the size of the round? No, man. Come on, man. <laughs> no come on, man. And it, 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 Think about this. I know there's some people who nobody should have a gun till they take your stuff. Quicken. You follow me? I know all these are oh, down with gun people. Man, I grew up with that ignorant ass down with gun mindset till they take your stuff. I had a friend. He's like, man, guns are a problem. Guns is the problem in the black community. Yeah, till they took his stuff. Then he became, <laughs> then he joined the militia. He got nine guns now. He became a Black Panther. Yeah, right. Okay. Man, these guns is the problem. No, no, listen to me. We have a right to defend our homes. Simple. If you make a mistake and go to the wrong window and get shot, that's on you. Yeah, I ain't going to nobody's window. Somebody put a, sent a FedEx package to me to, to the wrong place, and I'm like, I ain't dropping that. I ain't going over there putting that in front of them people, though. If they so FedEx going to call FedEx. Hey, y'all drop this off wrong. I could have immediately walked down the street, turned the corner, and gave them people they package. I ain't walking up on nobody's house in this America, Holly. Oh no! Huh? Oh no! Especially oh, in no. Texas, when when it's we, Texas. yeah, we were talking about uh, uh Christmas caroling. Do people still Christmas? You, <laughs> I wish you would walk to somebody's house knocking on the door singing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you you got to be in the right neighborhood. Ding, 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 to come on and go choir right together. Go straight to Jesus choir right there. That's what it is. 
<sighs> so anyway, this mom needs to be defended. Um, I'm going to continue to follow this story. I think she did the right thing. Okay, and Holly, that's an interesting point you made about maybe the kid was sneaking in to see one of the twelve, four daughters the mom had. Yeah. Okay, maybe so. But guess what? He he got it. Whoever his mom is should have told him. You do that in the daytime when the mama at work. Ooh, mm, don't go get it. That's when I did. Now. That's when I did it. I ain't yeah. never snuck in nobody's window when the parents in the house. Now I done yeah. snuck in some windows. <laughs> I've been yeah, on a yeah. gang of windows. Okay, that's true. That's huh? true. Huh? Um, I never forget. I, st- I went in Patricia. I, I, oh damn! I went in this girl's window one time, and as I was going in the window, <laughs> that's a different Patricia. Not the that Patricia. daddy. Good. Coming down this, driving down the street, and my boy, you always had a lookout too, who sat on the yes. stump, right? All right? And he whistled. I'll never forget this. I think it might have been uh, Melvin Robinson. <laughs> you and that Melvin. Uh, a, a different Melvin, a different okay. Melvin, not so, that Melvin. So Melvin Robinson whistled, or somebody whistled, and I had to get back out of the window. But you don't go and know when the parents are there, or you even speculate the grown people might be in the house, Holly? Yeah. No, yeah. man. So unfortunately, little boy did. Uh, uh, look, uh, some, yeah, he did. Wow, you said that with such compassion. I have none. Don't, little boy don't, don't be breaking in nobody's house. Don't be going up in nobody's window. I don't care who in there. I done snuck in some windows. I got caught up and had to hide under the bed because I mm. snuck in the window and the mama came home. Hey. Has anybody ever sneak in your window? Uh, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I will say that this is going to be a huge like warning for his friends because he didn't come up with this on his own. If he's right, yeah, so yes. young, he's running with a crowd that yeah. must be a little bit rough. So maybe like his friends will be like, "Oh, no, don't get away from that Maybe I uh, should like you know turn my life around. I don't know if just that's hood kids. <laughs> nah, 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 hood kids have that's in your, nah. in your communities. <laughs> hood kids nah. don't. Yeah, hood kids double down. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he did it wrong. He did it wrong. He did it wrong. We youngsters in the hood i'm sorry <laughs> and the, and the thing about it i i wasn't a hood kid i mm. wasn't a hood kid when i did what i did I wasn't a hood kid. but you never did have, it with a parent at home Holly. i never had hood friends well you really I'm, trying I'm to trying fix to it up te- yeah well i ain't trying to fix it up i'm just trying not to tell it all <laughs> okay Holly, open mics can we There's go to the open statue mics? of limitation there holly no holly, yeah. holly first of all you are not and the truth ain't in you that's my grandma you had some hood ass friends okay yes you did holly i had one hood friend sammy oh right where he had where he at well, he he's out now. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy is out. Hey, listen, Sammy. let's check out these open mics. <laughs> Don's New Year's resolution is to never talk over D'Amica or anybody <laughs> again. Shut up. Ain't nobody listening to you. Hey, <laughs> right, guys. Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Bro. Oh, wow. Welcome, Heather. Don Miller, Holly Holloman. Y'all are some lucky folks. You got Double H and D'Amica Page in the same studio? Yes, sir. <sighs> yes, sir. It's G off. I'd love to be there, brother. Yeah, that test not for that. Hope y'all had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he got the lotion on his hands. Hey, fellas. Oh, wow. Out here from Florella. I sure hope y'all had a good Christmas. I was able to survive my, this part of the hot holidays. All the in-laws and outlaws that showed up, Lord have mercy. <laughs> it was still good. Got myself a new hat. Uh, I checked y'all out on the on the on your videos. I tell you, Miss Demika, she's a whole lot prettier than y'all let on. <laughs> well, y'all guys be good. Take care of yourself. I'll get back I with like y'all you. later. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Florida, Alabama. Go ahead. I like you. 
I agree with Don on this one. Any place you got to pay to use the bathroom is a bad place to be. I don't understand how anybody can fly those cheap-ass airlines. If you can't fly normal, a normal airlines, a normal American plane, stay your ass home. That's what I say. That's crazy to let that kid all by himself. He's going to be traumatized. Wow. Ray Ray here. Shout hey, out Ray Ray. Where do I get tickets for Don and Holly? Airway. <laughs> trying to take a good flight. Tickets for sale coming up soon on Don and Holly Air. Man, it's, it's just more reflection of of the times we're, we're living in. I was telling my kids about how I grew up in the 70s and we were free. Our only rule was to be back home before the lights, streets lights came on. But mm. then, man, you'd be put under the jail if you let your kids be out roaming the neighborhood without you looking over. Absolutely. No question about it. Yeah. Hey, Heather, Don, Holly, how y'all doing, Tamika? Uh, I just wanted to have a question about the Section 8 housing. I didn't know that they couldn't own a gun in Section 8 housing. How's that not against your First Amendment? And then second, um, wouldn't that make them a target? Like, wouldn't people prefer to break into Section 8 housing because they least likely to get shot? Mm. Uh, let's pause it there real quick. Okay. And I want to address something he just said. It's not that you can't own one, but no. you can't have it on property. You can't have it on the property. Well, but what are you going to do with that? But again, Heather, in this country, and what's that? Who is that? Oh, well, it's out I mean, the there are other people oh, here. Close the door. Close the door. Please. I don't know why close we the door. did that anyway. I know. No, I just didn't think nobody else was in the building. Yeah. yeah the, the, sales the guy was here when I got here. Yeah, the, the there intern, were salespeople here when oh, I got I here. They, <laughs> well, I asked, is anybody here? And somebody said nobody was here. But that's okay. But let, let me just say this, okay? Don't point the finger at me. I'm just okay. saying. <laughs> uh, the, 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 caller, the, the caller just alluded to a violation of the First Amendment of people who second. have sex, Second Amendment, who have Section 8 vouchers who live in these public housing environments. It is. But poor people, that don't apply to a lot of poor people in this yeah. country. If you go look at some of the laws and some of the legislative action that is geared directly toward poor people, black, white, whatever, in this country, you would think, damn, they don't have any rights. The yeah. fact of the matter is, if you qualify for Section 8, you cannot legally own a firearm in public housing. Look at the crime in public housing. I can tell you probably 75% of people who live in public housing still have a weapon. But yeah. there's another aspect to Section 8. If you have ever been convicted of a misdemeanor, you can't qualify for Section 8. Yeah. Right. Oftentimes in many areas. So, yes, felony for sure. You can't rent. You can't rent. A, 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 there are apartment complexes that are market rate and that fall under the tax credit side of this. You can't, as a felon, even rent there. Okay? So the, the criteria for Section 8, there's a program called VASH, Veterans Assisted Housing. If you are a veteran, a homeless veteran, the criteria to qualify for this money, and it's millions and millions of dollars that go back to the federal government every year because homeless veterans don't, qualify, don't qualify for VASH, Veterans Assisted Housing, which means they give you a stipend to get into an apartment and you get this money from the government because they've been convicted of a crime. What homeless person ain't been in trouble for something? So uh, the criteria is written not to help poor people. 
Mm. Let's be clear. And and the way we treat our veterans, it's horrible. But yes, absolutely, firearms and federally subsidized housing is a no no. So uh, that's a fact. And yeah. but again, you look at these communities. Look, that's where the crime is. And so you said that they couldn't own one. No. If no. it's licensed to you, you own it. And if you keep it off property, you still own it. But again, why Why would you keep it off property if you legally... That's what I'm asking. I'm no, like, you, so can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't have, have it, it on property. Now, now even, you look at a city like the city of Chicago. Uh, many years ago, I don't know how many years ago, Demika, you can find this. McDonald versus Chicago went to the United States Supreme Court. For years, you could not own possess a firearm in your home in Chicago. And if you go look at the crime numbers, it was ridiculous in many of these urban, especially the south and west sides of Chicago, the, the law was really strict on fire, owning a firearm, even in your home. So the gentleman that, by the name of Mr. McDonald sued because there had been a rash of uh, kicking in doors and robbing old people, home invasions in that area where he lived. He took it and went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court struck down the city of Chicago's gun ban. Uh, and that's McDonald versus the city of Chicago. Heather. It was June of two, uh, 2010. Yes, it just happened. So for years, you could not own a firearm in the city of Chicago, legally or not. You just couldn't wow. have it. And it was a felony. And so uh, that doesn't make. I know. Crazy. Are you telling I mean, me? Can you wonder why the crime think, rate rose? I, I think it should be a criteria that you have a gun in that area, because then people know not to come up in your house. Yeah. Everybody, because you, if I'm thinking everybody that got a gun, I'm not going there. And I'm talking about the visit, right? Not, let alone going there to try to rob somebody, because more than likely they got the same thing you got. I'm. I, that's. I don't. I don't. I. I just don't get that part. I don't get that part. You, you, but again, um, I, I, I mean, I, but it's two sides to every coin. Mm -hmm. So I get that part. You know, the the law-abiding citizens, you would like for them to have protection. Yeah. However, in those communities, the type of people that are there are usually involved in foolishness let's yeah. just yeah. let's just be honest about it there's a lot of gang activity uh in the in those communities i've i've left i've lived yeah. a couple of those in those subsidized housing so there's a lot of teen um there's a lot of teen um gang activity on those properties the the crime rate is really high on those properties so usually the ones that you don't want to have the guns have the guns yeah. and the ones that the law about the citizens that need protection you, you know it's a catch-22. So I yeah. get it on both sides of it. You don't want those people to have guns. Yeah. But at the same time, how do the, the law-abiding citizens protect themselves? So so I interviewed Mr. Otis McDonald uh, years ago uh, when his case went to the Supreme Court after the, the Supreme Court struck down the nonsense. Mr. McDonald was a 76-year-old janitor who had legally possessed two shotguns in his home. Mm -hmm. But... He felt like at his age, the shotguns were a bit too much. Too much. Uh -huh. So he wanted to purchase a handgun legally. The city of Chicago said, absolutely not. You cannot possess a handgun in your home. And so it went to the Supreme Court and the ruling was a five to four decision uh, that reversed the Seventh Circuit's decision that allowed people now in the city of Chicago to own handguns. Go ahead. So Chicago knows now that criminals are going to have guns regardless absolutely. of laws. Absolutely. Okay, good, right. good. So, in, but if you look at most of these environments where crime is rampant, 
They have gun bans. They have gun bans. You can't have a gun. You have public housing, can't have a gun. But look at the crime in public housing. Exactly. It's the highest. Yeah, because people know who has guns and they know who don't have guns. Mm -hmm. So I encourage everybody, again, I'm a gun guy. I support uh, uh, that at a very high level. And we want to keep this mom in in our prayers and continue to follow this story. You would. You know what you would think. Let's go to break and we come back. We can continue this conversation or we can spin somewhere else. We've got a lot to talk about. You're listening to The Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start. But civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. Many won't receive the treatment they need to thrive. Through training and financial support, Smile Train gives the power of healing back to local communities so they can provide life-changing surgeries and other services at no cost to families. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org learn. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Help us fight youth homelessness. Go to covenanthouse.org. Having low income can mean making tough choices. Choosing between paying for food or medication or a place to live is a reality for many people. Do you know someone who could use some extra help? Find out about the Supplemental Security Income Program, SSI, administered by Social Security. You could receive monthly SSI payments if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. SSI is money you can use to help pay for basic needs, like putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, paying the rent. It can mean new shoes for growing feet or help with medical needs. Call 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov SSI to schedule an appointment or start to apply today. That's ssa.gov slash SSI. This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help, too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Let her hold, let her hold. 
She doesn't show signs of stopping. So who am I to be cop blocking? I really hate to see you go. Let her hold, let her hold, let her hold. The weather outside is humid. She turned up her location. She must think I'm stupid. She want to run the street, so let her hold, let her hold. Thank you so much, Holly. Holly! Wow. She want to run the street, so... Wow. Let her hold, let her hold, let her hold. Uh, shout out to those who have been following us. Thank you so much. Head over wow. to Florida Man Radio Network on Facebook. We're streaming live. Damika's in the studio with a purple on. She got purple headphones, purple shirt. And uh, you can check us out. Heather is here. Oh, my goodness. Heather Hello. is here. Heather is here, man. I'm so excited about having Heather in the studio. Aww. LP's here. Yeah. And Holly Holloman. What's going on? So, look, I want to really, since we were just talking about Chicago, I want to hit something quickly to show you the idiocy that exists in some of these uh, PAN members, okay? Uh, PAN is an organization that uh, I came up with many years ago, and it is an organization where uh, the work is done by those who are chosen. Uh, I call it the PAN program, affectionately known as Pick a Negro. And uh, <laughs> the mayor of Chicago... Brandon Bitch-Ass Johnson, badge is what I call him, uh, is at it again with the most ridiculous nonsense that I've ever heard. Let's play this clip. Demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. He said that. that is mayor-elect Brandon Johnson saying the teenagers who rampaged through downtown last weekend deserve sympathy as much as punishment. He fielded questions after speaking to lawmakers earlier. Our political editor, Mike Flannery, joins us with more. Mike? Natalie and Anthony, while the mayor-elect said he doesn't condone the violent assaults and robberies committed downtown last weekend, he offered no specific plans regarding the threat of renewed violence. Okay, Holly. <laughs> Hi, they just tore up downtown. He talking about <laughs> who he worked for. Who he worked for, y'all? Who 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 does Brandon Johnson work for? He sure don't work for the people who voted for him. We don't condone, but uh, we're just going to give them a slap on the wrist. No, he come on, really? Who does he work for? And I'm putting this squarely on the face of the people who voted for him. Who does he work? For? Look, I was just in Chicago, and they ran off up in Louis Vuitton. And they hit Louis Vuitton for a half million. Just about 20 of them just ran off up in there and just took what they wanted. And they continue to do this. Where are their wow. parents? Are their parents like this too? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. Yeah, their parents probably are like that, Heather, unfortunately. But when you look at this, you got a mayor of a major city with a serious illegal migrant problem who is looking away from the 30,000-plus migrants that they're supporting more than they're supporting the people who pay into the system. And then he comes to the microphone after these these thugs, these hoods, running people, taking people's stuff, and he says we must have sympathy for them. How many stores already <laughs> left Chicago? Holly, go ahead, man. I'm going to let you take this one. I, I, hey, You're the I, defender I, of mankind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm. That's that's your people. You from Chicago? You y'all think my like people, that? My people live in my house. Y'all think like that? Y'all think like that? Oh, okay. We, that 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 was. I so, mean, that, so now you that from was, Maitland? You from Maitland yeah, again or Evenville? Always been, always been from both. <laughs> hey, and I'm, I've been proud for a long time of both of them. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, is that who raising these kids? You know, to just make them think that this kind of stuff is okay. 
It's not okay you know, at all. Yeah, it's it's not. But it's, when it's they when they okay. see the mayor of a major city who looks like them, this is a black guy who grew up on the west side of Chicago. When they see him transform into this, when they see him transform into some guy who's defending this, how do you think they're going to continue doing what they do, Damika? Absolutely. And what exactly does it mean we need to sympathize with the children, with the <laughs> baby's kids? What, what exactly does that mean anyway? I, I'm they just need gonna, hugs. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 Heather, you're right. Yeah, Heather, you're right. But this is also the idiot mayor. I want to play another clip from bitch ass Brandon Johnson, who's a clown who is misrepresenting the very people that paved the way for his black ass to sit in that seat. Let's be clear. Brandon Johnson may be worse than the lady who preceded him. Let's play this clip. As part of a five-year strategic plan, the CPS board voted to approve a resolution to support neighborhood schools and move away from the school choice system. That's indeed where students have to be accepted into selected enrollment schools, and they often have to travel long distances to get to those schools. We want to ensure that there are strong pathways from pre-K to high school in neighborhood schools in every neighborhood, prioritizing neighborhoods facing historic and ongoing disinvestment. Selective enrollment schools include some of the highest ranked schools in the CPS system. They include charter schools as well as magnet schools like Walter Payton Prep and Jones Academy. Critics of the selective enrollment system say it began almost 30 years ago as a way of offering educational opportunities to everyone. But instead, some board members say the district has now pit schools and students against each other. Okay, now watch this. So this is what they're saying. Get rid of magnet schools. And then the mayor comes out and says that the kids who go to magnet schools make the kids who don't get into magnet schools feel bad. <laughs> selective. I was a selective enrollment student. I had to travel across the city, but I can tell you everybody in that school was on the same accord. I have a friend who teaches in public school, and she has 30 kids in her class on the average. She said 23 of them are there to absolutely waste time. So the seven that are really there trying to really focus and lock in are so distracted by these 23 idiots that it is difficult to teach. Now, uh, young lady, you went to a magnet school, correct? Yes. Okay. What's the difference between going to your neighborhood school and a magnet school? The magnet schools typically have a focus. For example, in elementary, my focus was music and science. Mm -hmm. Then middle school, I got into the IB program. And then high school, mm -hmm. it was the Center for Future Educators, so the focus on trying to become a teacher or educator. Okay, and your local school didn't have any of that? They, my local school was a magnet, okay. but Edgewater was the only school with the Center for Future Educators. Okay, now listen to this. So I'm telling you, this is what we should be up mad about. If you make all these kids, look, gifted kids need to be around other gifted kids. Anybody disagree with that? We don't have any classes anymore. Okay, so again, I, I'm just saying, Heather, think about this, right? There's some schools. Dude, you move. I just you know that gifted much. kids will distract the kids that aren't gifted. Yes, like my kids in gifted. It's not because he's some genius. Right. It's because he needs the extra expectation of him, uh, because otherwise he will clown around and make kids laugh and uh, right. not do what he's supposed to do. Absolutely. He may have good grades, but it's not It's not just because he's smart, because that's not it. 
I, I just I think it's really important because what's happening in Chicago is not just exclusive to Chicago. Like this, we need right. to recognize this kind of language. So empath- we want to em- empathizing with criminals like that should be a warning. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling sorry for kids that are not performing. We don't want them to feel shame like all of these feelings, emotions, mm-hmm. ha- encouraging kids to live in their emotions. It's just bad. It's just bad. No one can function living in their emotions. Any grown person should know by now you cannot function if you're living in your emotions all of the time. And so to have political leaders out here encouraging this type of mindset, it should be disturbing to people. Anti-school choice. This should be disturbing to people, not just in Chicago, anywhere, any any time a political leader is talking about against school choice and making it look really pretty calling it neighborhood schools and making it inclusive to all the kids. Like it's, it's just basically anti-choice for schools. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a problem. Defund the police. He was another one of those politicians yes, that talked about defunding the police and shifting those funds to social organizations. Like th- this, this type of language should be a warning to everybody, not just the people in Chicago. Stop voting for people that talk like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, too, because uh, when you look at the whole conversation, uh, mother came to me one time, uh, the neighborhood school was an F school, and she didn't want her kid to go to that school. The kid was already in the F school, and the kid was having all kind of problems because they were making fun of the kid. The kid was really focused and wanted to get the, the kid out of school. The principal pushed back on her taking the kid out of the school. And the problem is school choice. I have no idea how anybody who looks like us, who grew up in the environments we grew up in, could be against it doesn't school make choice. It makes no sense. And these ragged ass politicians of color, okay, who are against school choice, they're not with you. Because you should be able to place your child in the environment conducive to them to getting to the highest level they can Absolutely. get to. And leaving them in a F school. And you got an option to go somewhere else? Come on. who? It makes no sense, Heather. It makes no sense. None. And, and these are people, again, that nobody's reading the small print. So for this mayor and any mayor right. to come out, any first of all, any black person to come out and say, even though if you go look at the, the F schools in many of the regions, they're mm-hmm. all the urban schools. Yep. Okay, they're all the urban schools and people's like, well, if you take the kids out, then the funding, the funding has already been a problem. You keep voting for people who taking money out of the schools, putting it somewhere else. Right. So the funding mechanism has been broken. The problem is if we don't start talking about this and when you look at the federal guidelines, the numbers of children who are reading below. Yes. Below. None of them are reading proficiently. Go None. look. Overwhelmingly, there is a direct correlation for this kid who can't read or do math going to end up in prison. There's 100%. If you go look at the, the prisons in this country, especially the state prisons, the penal institutions to state ones, overwhelmingly they can't read. Overwhelmingly, maybe 85% can't read or do math proficiently, right? And there's a correlation. The prison the school-to-prison pipeline is a real thing. At third grade, when they recognized your child was falling off, they're starting to build beds for them right now at these institutions. And so we got to really focus on 
the, the language, the code speak coming from some of these politicians as it relates to educating these children. Take your child out of public school if there's, if there's an alternative. If you're going to get money to take your child out of public school, get them out of there now, unless it's an A school. I was going to say, if you if you can't get them out, the reason, I mean, like a lower school, yeah. wouldn't that be like a Title I? Wouldn't they be, get more funding? Yeah. But no? wh- where does the money go? That's the point. Okay. There yes. is funding to certain schools, but where's the money going? You know, I had a friend who worked at a public school in Central Florida, and they would get this big money. And they would give it to the athletic program. Yeah. So they had because great, that's going to make them more money in the long run. <laughs> they had great football team, but only three people on the team could read proficiently. Also, Don, there's also a correlation between the um, investments in the city as a whole, like um, stores and businesses, as well as the community as well. So if there's little investment in the community, then there's going to be little investment in the schools. So there's a correlation there as well. Right, and like like you said, because I. I Quite frankly, I think all um, criminal element elements, it, yeah. there's a economic foundation for most of it. Uh, yeah. I believe the book Don and I read a long time ago was called Freakonomics. Yep, and so it made the correlation between crime and really economics being the foundation of that Facts. or the producer of that element. So when you have the criminal element right now and we have politicians saying we need to empathize with with criminals yeah. that language right there is it's it it's not conducive for businesses to come to those areas exactly. so right so now if your businesses are not coming to that area producing the tax revenue for to go to those different programs like school so like all everything's tied together so yeah. we can't ever look at the conversation and think that it is exclusive of everything else there's a comprehensive pro- problem and we have to always look at it holistically Thanks. i believe when we but but again uh, my, what 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 really frightens me is the the relationship between incarceration and low literacy. Right. It is overwhelmingly. I up that number. Overwhelmingly. Yeah. 85% of all juveniles who interface with the juvenile court system are functionally low literate. So they call them low literate. Low literate. <laughs> right. That means no, low literacy. Right. right. Okay. High school dropouts are 60% more likely to be incarcerated than than their peers with four-year college degrees. So it goes on and on to list different uh, statistics when it comes to um, low proficiency numbers and incarceration. So I, I just think if we're watching this and then we're hearing political leaders say uh, we want to get rid of certain things that are driving the numbers up, then who are they with? Mm-hmm. This one, one more statistic. Mm-hmm. The average adult inmate reads on a sixth-grade level. Absolutely. Now, of course, Mississippi has the second highest incarceration rate in the nation. Right. Uh, and they are overwhelmingly low literate. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. Almost 77 percent of people incarcerated in the state of really Mississippi sad. read on a four to five point five level. How does this happen? It happens because the money is not flowing to these public education environments. Yet every year we line up to vote for people who are not trying to. This is a crisis. Y'all worry about this nonsense with these damn illegal migrants coming in. This is a crisis, guys. The, the fact that the numbers are falling since 1992. If you go look at the numbers, according to USA Today, yeah. the numbers, the literacy numbers are falling off. Yeah. But the literacy numbers are falling off. 
but the, but the illegal- 70% of all incarcerated adults in America cannot read at a fourth grade level. <laughs> Well, the, you were saying that that's according I, to literacymidsouth.org. But I don't think disregarding the illegal immigration is is the key either, because you got to remember mm-hmm. these kids are being immediately filtered into the public the school, school system right now. So yeah, so you're so you're adding to the problem mm-hmm. that that that's compounding the issue with the education system. Yeah. So I, you know, pushing out, pushing go ahead, out. go ahead. I was gonna say we have an open mic about this specifically. Do Let's go hear? for it. Yeah. What I think, Don, is, you know, it's, it's really not the schools at all. The schools are fine. A lot of people go through school fine. Other people don't. It's, it's the parents. And it's 100% the parents. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm from the ghetto. Uh, I, I lived in the projects, which you cry out. Oh, did you get that? I got it. I got Ray, it. Ray, Ray, you can't, you can't say that, Ray, Ray. But thank, okay. I got thank it. your point, you know. Um, so that, that that's what I was waiting to hear was yeah. somebody come up to say something about solutions because what what we're talking about right now has been going on for a long time. No, it hasn't, uh, Holly. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yes, Holly. Has. This, yes, no, it Holly. doesn't just stuff Holly. like this doesn't just start before 1984. Start. Yeah. The literacy rate in the black community was higher. Uh, uh, Coming exactly. out of Jim and, and Crow, you know and you know, and you civil know what rights. They had? You yeah. know what they had? What? They had. They had. Community schools at that time, people in their neighborhoods were had a pride, a certain mm-hmm. pride right, right. of their students. Uh, like Central but, Florida, I grew up in Central Florida. Jones High, it was Jones High School and Hungerford High School. Those were the two black schools in mm-hmm. in that Central Florida area. Mm-hmm. These kids and their parents, most of them knew each but, other. Most of them knew each other. Most of them had pride in their school, pride in their neighborhoods. But, pr- I don't. But but what? But I don't think I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, Holly. But what? Because I've talked to my mom about this particular sub- subject as well, and she was an educator. For Don knows that, but mm-hmm. she was an educator. But what we have what we have observed is the difference between that era and today, right. especially my grandmother's era. They valued education, even if they did, even if they weren't as educated. Like I think my grandmother had maybe a fifth fifth grade education, mm-hmm. but education was of value. Black people in that era knew that knowledge was going to be the key for the next generation to do better. So they valued education at the highest level. This generation today values entertainment over education. And we see that. We see that in the parenting. We see kid, We see parents that allow their kids to engage in entertaining type of uh, a this is every, everything you're There's, saying is the point that I was making. This is the point that I was making, that the pride was different at that time. Mm-hmm. And now uh, people realize that there are people that were getting major degrees. I mean, uh, th- through the black college, through the HBCUs and all those kind of things like that. They were doing it. And then what happened was they start figuring out, that hey, I can go get my college degree. And then I still can't go out here and get this, quote unquote, white man's job because I'm black. Not because I'm not educated or qualified. And if you go back to that movie uh, with uh, Taraj, uh, uh, where they did numbers, where they were at at NASA, she had to go use the bathroom across the street. You know, yeah, hidden figures. When things like that were going on, people, the the pride 
people had pride to do it, but then they came out here finding out that they couldn't still couldn't make it the way they, they wanted to make it and just and just be even, just be just be equal at that time. So people started taking alternative ways to go try to make money. One of the things that the the they have put out there. Now you can make money being a clown, being a rapper, you know, going out <laughs> so here. So you say show, rappers are clowns, Holly. 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 Yes. Holly. Yeah, but Don, you say mayors is clowns. I, say a <laughs> I know. I'm just, you know a rapper's a clown with <laughs> me. Yeah. Hey, look, let's go to yeah. the phone lines. We got a call. Hold on, Holly. Hey, we have Raul from Navarre. What's up? You're on air, Raul. Jamaica, darling. Hey. John Miller, Holly Holloman. What's that up? Girl who put the heat in Heather. What's up, y'all? What's Listen, up? that's about as happy as I'm going to be right now. I'm 54 <laughs> years old, and since the Jimmy Carter administration, I've been having to hear this same bull crap. I'm challenging you all to, to do something. How about you present something happy news? Something that's going to make our hearts warm. We ain't doing that on here. I'm telling you, there's some shows that'll do that. I'm going to present the facts. Let me give you the facts real quick, Raul. The facts of 75% of white families are two-parent families. 67% of Hispanic families are two-parent households. 41.5% of black families are single mamas. The numbers don't are two parent homes. Listen, I get it. Everybody want to come on show, which starts with the parents. Ain't no parents over here. Stop it and cut the nonsense. There are no parents where I live, where I come from. So stop it. Everybody's like, well, it starts at home. No, it don't, because ain't no home. Mm. It starts with somebody recognizing that since the Jim Crow era, 71 to 75, right? Go look at the numbers. Coming out of Jim Crow, black folk were doing it in Detroit, in Chicago, in Cleveland, in Pittsburgh. They had jobs working in giant factories. Okay, go look. They were coming home. They were building families. They were buying houses. They were buying land. If you look at from 1937 to 1968, the exit of the blacks from the south to the north, the game was changed, and then the system, led by white-ass racists like Joe Biden and his contemporaries, Stennis, and many of the Southern Dixiecrats, broke the system, created a system where the Negro would fail consistently and all the time. So cut that nonsense about parents. Ain't no parents. When you build a system where a mama goes on welfare to take care of her family, and the criteria says, get that man out of this house. That's a broken-ass system created by white racists. Cut it out. Ain't no damn parents. Parents are in the white community, 76%. The Hispanic community holding on at 67%. We are falling off every day. Go ahead, Raul. <laughs> I, was raised, I, was raised, I was raised with a single mother. I was raised as a Hispanic man in the Bronx in on welfare on Section 8. So you ain't talking to nobody but somebody who got facts for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. If my mama went out and made $5 extra on that, you know, quoted rent that she had to pay, mm -hmm. oh, God forbid, we would be almost at the point of being thrown out because we're trying to, well, she was trying to get us the help off of Section 8. But, but, but Raul, listen, right. listen, Raul, I was raised by a single mama who just went home to Jesus, right? And she never came up with excuses. Get your ass out there and figure it out. 
My mama worked two jobs. So the single parent mama thing in my era was different because as a single parent mama, Raul, in your era, your single parent mama was on her hustle and trying to build you. The single parent mama now is out here in the streets with these damn kids trying to get this paper listening to Drake. Let's be clear. When your grandmama is 37 years old, there's a crisis in your household. And we got to stop letting these people tell us, here we go again. The problem starts at home with the parents. What parents? We ain't got no parents. We got some mamas. Mm. And everybody wants to say, well, I grew up with a single mama. Yeah, in the summer of 74, it was all good with a single mama in 74. Because your single mama understood the value in education. And she pushed your ragged ass and my ragged ass toward education, toward life-changing scenario. Get your ass out of here and figure it out. Look, we're going to go to break, man. I got to catch my breath, but I am so tired of this. Oh, it starts at home. What home? Ain't no damn home. We'll be back in a moment. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. No matter time or place They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes So to you other kids all across the land There's no need to argue Parents just don't understand Welcome back guys <laughs> Welcome wow. back to the Don Miller Show Yo. we, went, we went way back right? Yeah, 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 yeah That's, yeah. Well, that's like way that's back for me Not like way back for you though. Yeah. Yeah. That's my kind yeah. of music Yeah, but it's funny because you think that's all kind of music But that actually go back to uh uh the state the the sisters uh that what was the song back in the day y'all know that song you know you can make it yeah you know you can make it you know darn well uh uh porn of sisters that was their that's their music oh is it that was their that, music oh it's sampled from that that's what it sampled wow from. so it's way before Old school plus new school yeah <laughs> hey yeah. holly we're gonna go to the phone lines hey caller you are on the don miller show what's your name and where are you calling from yeah my name is mark i'm from Fort beach florida how are you hey mark hey what? i stumbled across the station and let me tell you something this has been a very i pulled over to listen it's a very powerful conversation you're having, and and you never see or hear this being discussed on CNN, MSNBC, PBS. I mean, Fox News. Not you don't have these statistics and what you guys are going in deep. And I'm 62 year old white guy, grew up in California, had to learn Spanish at a very young age after coming here from Germany done a lot of different things in my life, including uh, United States military. Now, I grew up in high school, junior high. We played football. We did a lot. And, and, and a lot of my African-American friends, they all had, you know, moms and dads. And it was just, we had sleepovers. We played by, you know, and, and, and we'd go meet after the football. I mean, everything. And then all through my, everything, you know, I blacks and whites and we all worked together. We partied together. I never, we never really had any realization. We knew of the Civil War and slavery and racism and how bad it was, of course. But during our daily, you know, interactions and working hard together, being in the battlefield together, possibly dying together, we this never even came about, you know. And, yeah, every now and then we discuss it when something really bad would happen. But it was never a systemic thing that, 
you know, we were witnessing or anything. And, and, and my last little point is this. While most of the white people like me and African-Americans, especially on the liberal end, are on TV constantly talking about racism and systemic and diversity and this and that, I don't know if you know it, but there's about 35 million illegals, and I speak almost fluent Spanish, so I've worked on construction sites. This country is changing, and I would recommend that the African-American community and the white community as well, and Asian community, realize the demographic change. Go to Orlando and try to get a job if you don't speak Spanish. Go to Los Angeles and try to get a job if you don't speak Spanish. Go to New York in a lot of places and, and try to get a job and you do, don't speak Spanish. Things are coming quick, so we best get ourselves together and, and figure out a way to where we're going to get our piece of the pie with what's happening. And God bless y'all. I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, again, Thank you. Uh, I, I just want to touch on something I said, Holly. Then I'm going to come right to you. There is a multi-billion dollar apparatus that monitors the welfare system in this country. And this apparatus has been there for a long time. I remember when we were on welfare, aid for dependent children, that's ADC at the, at the time, uh, they would send a person to your house to inspect if there was a man in the house, Holly. Okay? And, mm -hmm. and this, this was systematic systematic i'm telling you as we saw the mass exodus of blacks from the north from the south to the north again i tell anybody go read a wonderful book uh the warmth of other sons by isabel wilkerson it talks about this it's very important that we recognize there are no the, the two-parent home in the black community is rapidly becoming a thing of the past and it is systematic. I get it. There are a lot of people who's like, well, black fathers are just assholes who don't want to take care of their kids. Uh, yeah, there's some of those. But for the most part, if you look at the historical system that has broken this, this up, it was absolutely geared toward what we're seeing today. It was geared. It was laid out uh, by people uh, through legislative action like Joe Biden's best friend, uh, James Eastland. Google him, James E-A-S-T-L-A-N-D, who was That's a... the head of the Klan, right? No, uh, that was Robert Byrd. That was his other friend. Oh, okay. James Eastland, was, <laughs> James Eastland was his friend. He was an ardent segregationist from the state of Mississippi, Eastland, E-A-S-T-L-A-N-D, horrible person who said that the Negro, and he didn't say Negro, uh, was the lowest, lower than the dirt on his shoes. And this is a guy who mentored our current president. You can say what you want to say, but you ain't being mentored by racism. You ain't a racist. And so when you go look at Eastland and, and Stennis and many of these ardent segregationists who lunched with President Biden in his early years in the United States Senate, and you tell me that has he evolved from having a standing lunch with a bunch of racist-ass old white men, then you are a fool to believe this. There are systems in place right now to continue to drive this situation. And as the caller just said, uh, the, 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 the borders of this country are opening up. We're going to see a new America. We just got 
got to start figuring out how we're going to be in this America. And I contend voting for somebody who is telling us that they're going to block this is the first step to changing this game. And I'm just you can like who you like. But I can tell you, if somebody ain't telling the American people that you're going they're going to close the borders and you're voting for somebody, then you should be the first person to lose your job. Heather, did you see James Eastland's name? Hey, hey, hey let me let me say something. Because I no, no, I'm, yeah, go ahead. Holly. We've been going for a minute, but I want to go back and address Raul because yeah. I think that what th- there was a misinterpretation between you two just now. Oh, Raul's is my that, buddy. What, let, let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish, Don. What I was going to say is that he, I think that what he means is that with the parenting, yes, there's not a lot of parenting going on, but that's the part that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. When we had double two parents in the household, things were better for the kids. Uh, the, 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 the whole social uh, aspect of it was better for everyone involved. And that's the part that needs to be fixed. That could be a solution, not just, we, you know, like I said, we talk about a lot of stuff, but the solutions would be to fix parent, uh, to, uh, uh, fix, the, fix the parenting in the home. Mm-hmm. If we had, and it doesn't mean that they have to both be in the home. It can be a, a single parent that if she has, if her and the husband or the, her and the father can be on the same accord as far as the kids go, they ain't got to like each other. They ain't got to be with each other. But if they're on the same, if they want that kid to be successful, they should be able to come together and make things work because that would be better to have two parents to be able to help uh, raise this kid than to just have one. And I think that's where it's it's not so much that uh, we know that there's, it's not like that. And it's by design. The system designed it to be this way that if you needed some help, you can't have this going on if we're going to help you. And that's the way it was, it was designed. And you just said that. And that is where we need to try to fix this two parent home situation. They don't like to say you don't necessarily have to be in the house, but you got to be on the same accord. And if that's the case, then they'll be able to raise the kid in a better way. OK, go ahead. I think that's a good point, but I think that we a lot of times um, are counterproductive when we say we we support parents and we need parents and and parents are are the nucleus or the foundation of, of establishing healthy family and healthy kids and so forth and so on. But then when you turn around and vote for people who are anti-family, mm, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, talk the solution nonsense all you want, yeah. but you voting for people who are anti-family, okay, so, who supporting okay, so LGBT. Like right so, right. Okay, so like right now, who would you vote for? Okay, wait, wait, okay, hold on. Who oh, no, let's answer that. Let's answer that. We, we I'm vote, I would vote for Donald okay. Trump all damn day, 10 times tomorrow, three for, times for, for the family, next day. For family. Let for me tell you why. You if you are standing Facts. for LGBT, you are anti-family. anti-family. Facts. If you if support it, LGBT transgenderism so and all this nonsense, this great father, this great father is 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 is, is, is the, the best example. Holly, I'm talking about his policy. Facts. He can t- he can do Uh-oh. what he do at his house. Y'all but, kill me with this policy. How many people? So how do you? How do you? They don't invoke policy. Yo, we talk about it but, all the time. But the policy, the but policy, Holly, the, policy, the problem the, the problem never, is they never they never enforce it. They never work it. Why but Holly, that? the problem is we're 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 politically 
ignorant when it comes to that. So it it what you keep saying policy po- yes because if you believe this is what you need in your community mm-hmm. but then on the other hand you're ignorant of the policies that counterproductive that's counterproductive to what you say you want then your ignorance is being taken advantage of. They're using your ignorance ignorance of policy yeah. to keep you in a place that you say you don't want to be in. Oh pause pause. Let me give you a. You say they. Let me give you a stat. According to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, the United States government, there are 1.7 million minor children in this country, accounting for 2.3 percent of the resident population on the 18 that parents are incarcerated in the American penal system. Facts policy. Of this 1.7 million children, almost 80 percent of them. 79999 come from Hispanic and black daddies. Policy. The problem is, this is the family right here, right? So you're saying, mm-hmm. you're saying ain't no parents. If the average inmate in a penal institution in America of color, Hispanic and black, has 2.3 kids somewhere out here without a daddy. I'll wait. Wait for what? Yo, I'm, 